When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Stars Made Me Do It. You have Sierra and Mimi, and we have our special guest returning guest, Hannah from Hannah's Elsewhere here. Welcome, Hannah. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So glad to do this again. It's like it's becoming a little tradition, and and I, I really appreciated doing it last year, and everyone seemed to really enjoy it as well. So thanks for coming back. Awesome. That's good to hear. I'm glad for the, the feedback and thank you for inviting me back on. It's great to be yeah. back. So yeah. if you don't know Hannah, uh, Hannah's got a YouTube channel called Hannah's Elsewhere. She's also on Instagram as at Hannah's Elsewhere. And she creates really amazing astrology content. She's over on Patreon as well. Patreon.com slash Hannah's Elsewhere. And uh, most recent project is your 2024 calendar. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's super detailed. You were sharing things about it on Instagram. There's like so much on there about it. Yeah, yeah. You can um, track your progress using the moon phases because you know it goes like last um, quarter moons, first quarter moon, stuff like that. So um, you can track. And then also with the retrogrades, you can track um, the pre and post shadow periods. Awesome. Very cool. And then as you probably know, or if you're new here, uh, you can check us out over at the stars made me podcast on instagram and tiktok and then patreon.com slash the stars made me do it where we also have a second podcast and we go through the transits every week yeah what we're doing this episode if you didn't listen to last year's episode is it's going to be a forecast of 2024 with major transits that are happening so you know like the astrological weather and if that's something that intrigues you that basically is what our second podcast is over on patreon as we do that by the week so this is but these are going to be the big boys placements you know the big transits that are going on we're we're going to get into it and give a little you know overview of what's coming up in 2024 yeah i'm like i don't even know how to tackle this do we want to go chronologically or like general vibe and then and then jump on in or what what's jumped out to you guys the most when you were looking into this year well i i do have it in a chronological order uh sorry (laughs) (laughs) you mean you're organized we love that thank you But um, <laughs> but yeah, I think like the 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 biggest one of the biggest things would be Jupiter Uranus, the Jupiter Uranus mm. conjunction at twenty one degrees in Taurus. Um, I think that that's going to be a pretty significant one because considering of what we've been building up to with Jupiter being in Taurus, um, yeah. quite a challenging start <laughs> to Jupiter yeah. and Taurus, um, at the throughout twenty twenty three. So hopefully, you know, with that um, occurring, we'll see some significant shifts and changes for for many. I agree. All the mayhem that Uranus and Taurus has also been causing. I mean, we think about Uranus was such a big uh, 
contributor in 2020 of all the changes that like mm. society underwent and then to have Jupiter expanding on it in a more positive light and in a more um, expansive almost like possibility light I am excited to see the good things that come out of it the the more openness to change that we can experience although I'm sure it will also kind of blow up some I don't know blow up some changes that we're not ready for and this also is a 14 year cycle this only happens once every 14 years so again expect new expect new changes expect growth i would see this being like okay maybe new growth in like lab grown foods right taurus is about food uranus and taurus has given us a lot of new um new ways of farming new ways of feeding our countries and um we've seen a lot of lab grown foods lab grown meats i think new forms of currency uh and then also i kind of think that during that conjunction we're gonna have some some major change in the stock market too i think finances are gonna experience a big big shift on a global front yeah it just with jupiter being there and you know uranus energy being just change and shape and that shaking things up and jupiter is gonna be there to make it bigger so it's i mean uranus energy is unexpected so i i it's unexpected change but then could be super amplified so we have definitely i don't know i'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to show up because i i know it will be noticed you know we're not going to miss that one yeah yeah so that's going to happen April 20th, but let's let's back it up. Let's go all the way to the beginning. So, I mean, this episode's out beginning of January. Happy New Year, by the way, to everybody. Happy, Happy 2024. Year. Happy New Year, yeah. <laughs> um, and starting January 20th, we've got Pluto entering Aquarius, which we did discuss Ooh. in last year's episode in depth. Um, we got some flavors of this throughout 2023 and actually i think in last year's episode we said and it's gonna dip back in capricorn but then it goes back into aquarius and we're done pluto's also going to be dipping back into capricorn again this year um so we'll have it in aquarius until september 1st and then it's going to re-enter aquarius on november 19th do you guys want to add to Pluto and aquarius yeah well if i think what's quite significant about it is the sun will also be entering Pluto uh, Aquarius on the same day. Uh, so mm. on the, the 19th, there'll be a 29th degree of both sun and Pluto in Capricorn. So yeah. that critical degree, um, that could feel like a big push that many people are needing. Yeah. Um, and then I think even if we were to consider like 2023, I think that was a good opportunity for us to prepare a bit better for this this time. Yeah. because yeah. last year I feel like a lot of people were kind of caught off guard taken by surprise of course this is Aquarius energy after all but with the retrogrades being in earth signs throughout 2023 I think gave us an opportunity to kind of revisit our structures and what we're building um to prepare better than for this next um go um mm. with that 29th degree again the with Capricorn it is that push and even throughout January there's going to be a stellium um in Capricorn um and then we're also going to experience even just toward the tail end of 2023 there well suppose people are listening to this beginning of 2024 so we're coming out of a Mercury retrograde in Capricorn slash Sagittarius so that Mercury retrograde in Capricorn also adds to like the building and the restructuring and then we're going to enter this year you know with Mercury direct from the first of January um in Sagittarius so 
the fire signs will be leading the way you know so it's going to be a lot about like inspiration and passion and leadership so I feel like Pluto and Aquarius especially because Aquarius you know makes um those uh sextiles to the the fire signs in this way the opposition to Leo of course too but I I feel as if that this is going to be a real big like electrifying sort of current like a rush of like right it's time to like get moving because those fire signs are even going to be activated as well throughout the year and so Mm. yeah I think it should be a good opportunity for us to like prepare and maybe even create significantly new changes yeah yeah that significant degree of Capricorn is so interesting I hadn't thought about that and actually by you know Pluto being in Capricorn for the U.S. presidential election too I'm wondering and just I, sh- I feel like I should have said a trigger warning for like presidential election at this point for any <laughs> oh U.S. <my> citizens <laughs> seriously <laughs> but <sighs> but you know we do have another election year coming up and I think that with Pluto teetering between Aquarius and Capricorn it's just indicative of us teetering between you know capitalism as our government versus like actual progress and government for the people yeah oh i i was thinking about this pluto moving into aquarius i've been thinking about this so much because i have i have my capricorn in the later degrees of capricorn and my north node being 29 degrees capricorn and that being a big moment and i had a really big moment when pluto moved into aquarius this time i was just really thinking about that and thinking about how capricorn and aquarius are both you know ruled by Saturn. And it seems like to me that the, in 2023, it was, we all take are all taking this class and Saturn or Capricorn's the teacher. And it was like, okay, this is hard, but now, yay, we, we move to the next class. And it's really just the same class taught by a different teacher. And we're like, cool, cool new professor, the Aquarius professor. We're getting like, you know, everybody talks about how they're so much cooler than the old Capricorn professor. And then we're really like, oh, but you know what? I'm really freaking grateful for everything that I learned with that Capricorn professor because this is like real world stuff that I'm learning now this isn't just the history books like we're applying it on a completely different way and so I feel like there's going to be a lot of realizing all of the you know being grateful for a lot of the lessons that we did learn and all the transformation we did go through with that really long Pluto and Capricorn energy it's like same subject new teacher and with the the retrogrades this year having been in earth signs last year moving into fire signs this year like you said hannah i feel like that's gonna i i think as opposed to a tangible level it seems more like hands-on like field work type of thing instead of taking notes on everything and restructuring it's now like okay now we're in the field now we're putting everything to mm, to, to test action. it out yeah it, putting it into action exactly yeah, I think the the fire sign Mercury retrogrades are also going to be teaching us a lot about self-expression and creativity and also in how we might be impulsive or reactionary with our words or in our communications or not even externally, but internally as well, how we process things mentally in a very reactionary way and trying to trying to find a more even tempered way to communicate or to just process information. Um, and also through a lens of self, you know, over the last couple of years with Chiron and Aries, there's been so much healing on the ego, the willpower, the self, um, the identity. And uh, and actually one of the major things in this year that I've noted down here is the North Node Chiron conjunction, which is happening from January until May 6th-ish or, you know, later, depending on your orb. But it's going to be exact in mid-February. And so for anybody who 
has been really healing with the Chiron and Aries wounds since um, since 2019, where we have been dealing with a lot of global imposter syndrome or healing through narcissism or, you know, dealing with how to be independent and strong and willful. Um, that North Node Chiron conjunction is this is such a soul point. This is such a critical uh, growth period, I feel like. And there's going to be so much karmic uh, healing that comes out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I was thinking with this North node and Chiron energy of, like you said, the healing of the ego, but in order to be able to fully step into it in a way, like healing that so that we can embody what, you know, our, our main, I don't know, ego energy in, in that way, but going, it's, it's giving our healing purpose. It feels like to me, because there has been so much healing that's happened with this i mean on a personal level but on a global level like you said Mimi, with this chiron and aries but when with the nodes being there and the nodes being that drive towards stepping into the direction that you know you want to be going in and finding fulfillment through seeking that purpose i think that we're going to find that all of the healing that we've been doing now has a place to go it's not so much just within all the and uh, i don't know not necessarily internal energies but on that personal level and now it's like wait all this healing i've been doing now i can put it to use now i can move forward with the these new tools that i have or this lighter energy that i'm now in so i think we're going to really find some purpose in that with the nodes being there with chiron yeah mm -hmm. So I was going to say with Pluto entering Aquarius that, okay, finally, the cardinal signs get a little bit of a break and, you know, it's on to the fixed signs getting their square energy or conjunction energy with Pluto. But really the rest of the first like third of the year is all these cardinal placements as well, because we also have, you know, we've got this North Node and Chiron conjunction in Aries, uh, which is cardinal. We've got the lunar eclipse in Libra. We've got Mercury retrograde in Aries and then solar eclipse in, in Aries. So really the first four months of the year is pushing the cardinal placements, you know, whatever those are in your chart to grow or, you know, to assert themselves. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. And, and I think a big piece of that then would be that, that especially that focus on Aries. I mean, what we're, what we've been building up to with the North node entering Aries last year, and then with the eclipses, you know, as, as well. So even like looking especially at that Aries house for people in the Libra house as well, because they come as sets. But yeah, I think in that way, like I think what was it you were sort of getting at, Mimi, about you know, sort of the push and pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. Maybe even mm -hmm. a lot of the Sagittarius energy adds to that because I feel as if um there's a big focus on Jupiter as well um throughout that time period because. Jupiter turns direct on the 30th of the of 2023 and then Mercury oh, yeah. turns direct on the 1st in Sagittarius so then Jupiter of course being the ruler of Sagittarius um and then also that Jupiter Uranus uh, conjunction that's going to happen um at 21 degrees which is the Sagittarius degree mm -hmm. um and then there's just so much I think related to like self-belief and you know you were saying there about outside your comfort zone and like pushing ourselves like to um to do things that we haven't done before you know and I think when I think about it even more um if I was to kind of consider how the the generational shifts are going to come up you know with Uranus entering in the Gemini um 
Mm. In the next few years, um, Saturn and Neptune entered into Aries and Pluto and Aquarius. Like the, there's a new paradigm, which is coming up here in the next few years. So I think that that Aries part of it, especially with the North Node, is like, what are you going to do within it? Like, what is your individual sort of approach? What are you bringing to the table? Um, mm. And so a lot of people, I think, over the next year are going to be reflecting heavily upon like, what's my, you know, what's my part in all of this? What what future do I want to make, especially Pluto and Aquarius? Like, how do I want to be a part of the future? And how am I creating it? How, what's my individual role within it? Mm, yeah. yeah right there is such a shift and this is more like a long game there's such a shift from earth and water so those internal more processing or feminine energies into air and fire over the next two years really because uranus will be entering gemini in 2025 and jupiter actually is going into gemini this year which we'll get to um so there is such a shift from what we're processing within ourselves to how we're putting that outside and how we're actually contributing to external energies yeah. And even this past year, I feel like I will get to it when we get into the retrogrades and things, but I, I feel like a lot of this energy, it makes sense that it's continued energy from last year, but I feel like we're in the same way of we are having the same subject with a different teacher. I feel like we're having different, different projects with the same lessons going on throughout this year. I just, mm. with last year, we had two new moons in Aries and then the nodes shifted into Aries and now we're having the eclipses in Aries and Libra and so it just seems like we had a a preview it's like hey this energy is going to be important last year and we you know that was a, a heavy you know it was a heavier energy than before because we we doubled up we had two of those new moons and then the nodes mm. shifted and now we have such a focus on that Aries Libra axis this year. And so I found that throughout the year with this past year as having our Venus retrograde in Leo, and there's going to be a Mercury retrograde that goes into Leo. There's going to be Mars retrograde that deals with Leo. So I feel like we had this really big period last year of Leo energy about self-value, about, you know, working through our core values and reassessing that and that focus on our heart space and that focus on, you know, our passions. And now it's going to be pushing into, you know, again, with this now fiery energy really coming into play here, those same kind of lessons and restructuring of last year's values with Venus. And now we're kind of reforming it in mental patterns with Mercury. And then our actions, when it comes to the end of the year, we get that Mars retrograde. So that just seems like a continued lesson just in different expressions this year. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that that this whole journey or whatever, like a lesson has started in, in Venus territory yeah. because it seems almost backwards. You know, the way the personal planets go, it goes Mercury, then Venus, then Mars. And so to have it be embodied in our beings without us having mentally processed it or fully <laughs> yeah. understood what exactly it is that we are learning that's sort of what I felt personally through Venus and Leo. I'm like, I know something's happening, but I can't tell you, I can't exactly put like logical or I can't put words exactly on what I've learned through Venus and Leo, but I know that it's something. So it's going to be interesting to see how Mercury going retrograde in Leo will reiterate some of those lessons and maybe incorporate some more logic or some more understanding, mental understanding. And then as Mars, yeah, goes retrograde in Leo and it dips into cancer as well Yeah, at the end of the year. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to see. 
I'm curious to see how many more creative projects come out of this year from from individuals who really starts to feel like if they don't push themselves to create and to make art or to express themselves or in, in whatever capacity, if they don't push themselves to do it, that, you know, there's just a sense of restlessness and anxiety. So I think if anybody here is like feeling a push to be creative and to express themselves, this is definitely the year to allow yourself to flow with the energy that's asking you to do that anyway. Absolutely. Can I add to that as well? Just to yeah, jump um, the what I find really interesting from what you're saying is when I think about um Jupiter being in Taurus so with Jupiter turning direct and then it'll start to make these sextiles uh more of a stronger sextile with Saturn especially for a big part of it so I think that that looks at even like bringing form you know to our creativity and to our 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 gifts and our talents in this way um so that I think that would be quite useful, you know, to be able to grind, to have that grounded energy at the same time. So yes, there's that passion and there's that fire, but there's also the ability to help grind it. Um, and then the other thing is with the, there's that little dip of the Mercury retrograde in Virgo. It's only like from zero yeah. to four degrees. It's a tiny little part of it, which is interesting because the full moon in February in Virgo happens at five degrees. And that's very close to that zero to four degree point. Mm. Um, and then when I think about it, like from 2023 as well, with the Mercury retrograde that we experienced in Virgo, Oof. there just seems to be something about like, yes, it's all well and good to sort of have like your, your creative ideas, but it's also how it is that you bring them to life and how you can make those little tweaks and those little changes. Um, so maybe that little dip <laughs> back into Virgo could be an opportunity for us to kind of you know, just to review a little bit and to kind of say, okay, well, where are we along the, our journey here, our path halfway through the year? Um, and then just little, little tiny little changes that we in. can make. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, okay, you're having fun, but <laughs> is it going anywhere? <laughs> That's so yeah. true. That's true. The the Jupiter Saturn sextile, I, I don't have the date for that, but because I was focusing more on the Jupiter Neptune sextile, which I'm assuming is happening later. When is the Jupiter Saturn sextile? Yeah, so it's May time. May time, there'll be about 20, 23rd of May, 29 okay. degrees, Neptune sextile Jupiter. So Neptune will reach that 29 degree point. Yeah, yeah. So we do have that Saturn creating like, okay, we're actually forming real structure here and it's going to be a productive form of creativity. But, you know, Neptune's also there saying like, but only if it feels right, you know, <laughs> I kind of yeah. love this Neptune Saturn coupling. <laughs> it is. It's like, it's a softening to Saturn and it's a, you know, grounding to Neptune. Yeah. And I, I love that earth fire energy that you talked about, Hannah, which I feel like is just how me and Mimi exist generally yeah. as our earthy, <laughs> yeah. fiery selves. We're like, lots of passion, but ground well, it. And are we it making happen. this year about us or is this year about us? I mean, yes. <laughs> yes to both. <laughs> no, I, I love that, though, on a personal level, as I am basically half fire and half earth. But I love that because you're right, where, we, you know, we, we had just straight up fire energy with this Venus retrograde in 2023. And now with Mercury retrograde happening in 2024, and we have that little peek into Virgo, I think it will give us that, you know, 
Okay. Almost like the pat on the back of like, yes, you're amazing. You're good. But like, make sure that this has purpose to it. Make sure that it just seems like a really a, a nice reality check to bring mm -hmm. in there too. Like, does this, you know, even if you you're going to be the next biggest superstar, have you actually applied to anything? You know, there's there's some sort of that practicality that it can bring in with that grounded energy with the fire energy, which love that. Mm, yeah. Welcome back to please don't skip this ad for our awesome Patreon group. <laughs> we would love to have you guys as a part of our community. We are chatting with people on our Discord. We have a whole second podcast over there, and it's a really, really good time. Yeah, if you like the vibe of The Stars Made Me Do It, you'll definitely love Transits and Tangents, which you can find on Spotify and sign up through Spotify. It takes you directly to Patreon. There are three tiers that you can choose from. You could be a pop star for just three bucks. It's basically a cheap diner coffee where you just get access to the Discord community and you can chat with us at any point we're there day and night it's a lot and then you can get episodes five days early every week too so you can hear the episodes that come out on sunday on tuesday every week and then you can also just support the firestorm which we would love our second tier is the rock stars for six bucks consider this like a starbs coffee again you can join us on discord you get early access but you also get exclusive episodes every other week so you get 50 percent access to all of the second podcast and then our last tier the third tier it's our superstars the most popular it's only nine bucks a month this is like your favorite local coffee house with all the bells and whistles you get the discord you get early access and you get a hundred percent of the exclusive episodes every week you can also guest on an episode if you want uh, where we do some analysis, which we're basically talking about on Discord all the time anyway. We have such a fun Discord community, such a fun Patreon community. It is really like all the all the behind the scenes chat that we get to do. We talk about fun, different analysis that maybe we'll do one day on the podcast. But we also get to know you. And that way, when we're going mm -hmm. over the transits of the week and we're talking about the astrological weather report, it's not just about us, it's about you. And so if you're interested in how the planets are actually affecting you on a personal level, then this is really the place to join us. Also, we just, <laughs> it's a lot of chatty good times and it's a little, it's a a little more silly and so we got super education of what's going on and we have silly get to know us really like we're a community over there so check us out we'd love mm -hmm. to have you and we do have free trial going on if you'd like to dabble and see what it's like yeah seven days free trial so go join us on patreon.com slash the stars made me do it and now back to the show So let's give some dates for this first Mercury retrograde in Aries, too. We go retrograde on April 1st, April Fool's Day. Thanks, Mercury. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then that oh, retrograde God. ends at 20 on the 25th. Um, so, you know, I should have looked up the degrees that we have this retrograde in. Enter anybody who might have that information. So <laughs> 27 back to 15. <laughs> okay, thank you. So we were... We retrograde from 27 <laughs> degrees and then we go direct at 15 degrees. Thank you, Hannah, for being the Virgo rising that you are. Yes. <laughs> so anybody who has um, who has placements, especially in Aries or, you know, any of the fire signs or any of the cardinal signs between those two degrees, this is really challenging those placements to 
to assert themselves again. I, you know, that's sort of the biggest takeaway that I'm getting from the Mercury retrograde in Aries is Aries is bold and it's willful. And so showing that will and showing that confidence, even if you might not be feeling that confidence, it might be about rewriting the narrative of confidence or rewriting um, the way in which you go about taking action and, and being bold. And during this time is when we are going to have that solar eclipse in Aries that's going to be on April mm. 8th. And so we talked about the the nodes being exact with Chiron in mid-February and that Aries energy now with the retrograde energy, it seems like all that passion and creativity, it can be rethinking these kind of Chiron North node, like potential revelations, new, new knowledge that has come to us from our healing journey now with purpose behind it. And now this opportunity, Mercury retrograde, everybody tends to freak out about retrogrades. And we do need to, you know, Mercury is ruling all of communication. It's ruling the way we think and process information. That is why it affects so many things because that rules so many things in our everyday life. But now that we've had this opportunity of, wow, I've healed so much. Now I can see that there's some purpose behind it. I can set some new goals. I can actually be charging forward in this Aries way with this healed version of me or continued continued journey of healing and now i'm rethinking how it is like me like you said with with courage with confrontation with taking charge it's it's a opportunity to kind of sit with that energy now that we have maybe different tools that we're working with yeah yeah cool my 21 degree aries son is so pumped I know. I'm like, we keep talking about 21 degrees and I'm like, oh, I'm a 21 degree Sagittarius rising and this mm -hmm. is going to be, and it's yeah. the Sagittarius degree and woof, there's a lot of fire energy happening this year. I know. I know. And I keep thinking back on like the political grounds that this country will be experiencing and how combative this, this country just gets during an election year. And so, you know, the astrology is not, uh, not pr particularly grounding that combativeness. Yeah. And I think I think what you're saying there, um, Mimi, uh, with the more of the political landscape in that way, you know, when we look to those generational planets, I think it is important to, you know, to to consider those planets because those things can, of course, impact how we, you know, how how we get all, along and, and on a day to day basis and what things we're worried about, what things we're thinking about, what's in the conversation, you know. So I think those elements are definitely important to to bring up. Um, yeah, and also just to say, my moon is in Aries at fifteen degrees, so <laughs> Iron on, on the North Node is going to be right there, and yeah, yeah. The, the the retrograde's going to start from there. But you know, I'm still I'm excited. I am excited. A lot of um inner healing on on my part. Part I think. Yeah. yeah, that's just like the astrology, the astrologer's perspective or any sort of healer's perspective is like, oh, I can't wait for this really hard time. <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens at the end of it, who I am at the end of it. At least we can see there will be an end of it. Like, that's another thing why I love yes. astrology, where we're like, this is going to be a big time for me. I know my placements. I know that it's going to be affecting me, but I also know that all yeah. transits pass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
So we've kind of gotten through the first four months of the year. We touched a little bit on Jupiter sextiling Neptune. And then on May 24th, Jupiter is entering Gemini. So this year of Jupiter having been in Taurus is uh, is no longer, which, you know, we're only halfway through as we're recording this. And I think I've been enjoying it, but I can't wait to see what comes out of the second half of it. But Jupiter entering Gemini, I feel like this is we're going to get a lot of new news sources. I think local news could become um, much more important to the people instead of focusing on like the very major news outlets. And then I also think that Jupiter being ruled by Mercury when it enters Gemini is going to be much more finicky um, because we know Mercury goes retrograde three times a year. And so every time that that Mercury is going to go retrograde after May 24th, we know that Jupiter is going to be affected by that as well. Whereas Jupiter or Jupiter in Taurus being ruled by Venus, we did get a Venus retrograde during that time, but it is it was much more solid it was we knew how it was going to last a long time and you could almost like plant your feet down and be prepared for it whereas mercury retrograde just sort of like catches people off guard yeah erratic could be like a word that comes to mind with that as opposed to like solid taurus it's interesting thinking about taurus and jupiter this past year because taurus energy with Jupiter energy, they have overlaps in their energy somehow, but at the same time, it is this like expansive more is more and this like very solid, this like is where I'm staying Taurus energy. And now we're moving into Gemini where Gemini is all over the place. And I feel like with that all over the place energy coming out of that stay right here energy, Jupiter is gonna be like, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. you're encouraging me, I'm going for it. And so it just seems like it could be, and with the retrograde, that's such a great point because erratic, but also un, not unpredictable in a Uranus energy way, but in a, a lighter way. And when things are lighter, we can bounce around farther. So yeah. it's definitely going mean, to be different. Jupiter is in one of its detriment signs here in Gemini because it is a ruler of Sagittarius. So it could be biting off more than you could chew or, you know, trying to make something really big out of something that's supposed to be a small project or a small community trying to make something larger about like make something larger of it. Because I think we like also with Jupiter entering Gemini, we know it's going to be trining Pluto very soon after. And yeah. eventually it's going to be squaring Saturn too, twice. So we are going to be experiencing it's not going to be as lighthearted as, you know, Gemini would want it to be and Jupiter would want it to be because Absolutely. we are also incorporating some Pluto transformational energies into the mix. And then we're also making sure that Saturn and Pisces lessons of boundaries of um and of speaking energetics is also going to be getting into the mix as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, with the the of course, with Jupiter being, of course, in detriment there, and with the challenging squares to Saturn, I mean, yeah, it could be that things are a bit more like jittery, um, stuck in our head, possibly like seeing too many possibilities, or it could be where we don't see very much insight. You know, there's restriction. It could mm -hmm. be too many ideas, where it's difficult to ground those ideas. Um, but I think the the trying to Pluto retrograde, and I think it's like June time. What came to my mind when I was thinking about this is like this is inventor energy. This is brain power energy. This is about um getting excited about the future of ideas. Um, because Uranus is going to enter Gemini in twenty twenty five, so it's going to enter through that one degree. So like with the planets, the way they're going. 
Jupiter's following that path of Gemini and then Uranus is going to come along and follow behind it and then Uranus being one of the rulers of Aquarius as well the dispositor of Pluto um I think like 2024 then is a good opportunity for us to really like get buzzing like buzzing about like you know um this, these are my ideas and te- experimenting you know with mm-hmm. them testing them out it's like yeah okay maybe things are too limited or sorry too not too limited sorry but um too much too over the top with that mm. detriment energy but maybe with the square to Saturn that can even in a way hopefully like help us steady our minds a little bit long enough um or to be able to just kind of go well I'm just sharing my visions um I'm I'm teaching what's in my imagination here and just like spitballing ideas is what I'm getting like um, and you know just being in a boardroom and you're just all like spitballing your ideas and just trying to say right okay how can how can we um get together here and and make a sense of like community and togetherness and Pluto and Aquarius is going to usher this in for a lot of us isn't it like Pluto and Aquarius is more about getting people together and that Jupiter energy in Gemini is going to be with a trying that might be like that that enthusiasm that optimism yeah that that should that might be exciting yeah with these air signs being activated too even libra when you know we're experiencing the nodes in aries and libra so libra's getting touched on there too there's such a social aspect to this year as well with pluto entering aquarius there's such a a global or collective desire to connect with people who understand what you love you know that like-minded community of aquarius and then with jupiter entering gemini it's maybe opening up your mind to oh this community could be around me too it doesn't have to be you know online it can be in like small small bookstores or you know community wellness uh, spots whatever something like that to be able to have a a more in-person in-person social aspect i'm also thinking about like i don't want to turn this too much on the political climate of everything but I'm thinking about with Pluto going into Aquarius and how the last time that happened, how suddenly AI, like for that little pocket of time, you know, AI just exploded and ChatGPT and everybody having access, like public access to this crazy technology that was not something that we use in our everyday lives before. And now that Pluto's going back into Aquarius, I think we're with you know, we're going to see revamping of that in some way, but then with this air sign activation with Gemini and with Libra, with the nodes and with the eclipse in the fall and with the election in the fall, it seems like it with the Aquarius energy, it could offer some opportunities of like maybe locking down on things that could change that political climate because if everything looks so real if we can make everything look so real what do we do to fact check because there is some sort of gemini energy of fact checking of making sure it's the reporter journalist energy you know if everything that we can do with this new technology could be fake news you know what do we do Mm -hmm. in order to assure that we are getting the actual the quote-unquote truth of it when everything looks like it could be the truth of it with this new technology and so that could be very interesting to see how that especially on social media exactly on social media and with you know campaigning 
and mm -hmm. what it is that we're seeing through all of that. And also the way in which we vote, the way in which, you know, uh, there was last, you know, United States election, there was a huge thing about uh, sending in um, early ballots and everything and how there was a scandal with all of that. And so I think that it's, it, I don't know, quite know in which way that's going to show up, but with the with that activation again of Pluto and Aquarius and with all of these air signs coming to play and the social factor, but then it's really the intellectual factor of it could, you know, could show us completely different type of landscape of how we're going to, I don't know, decipher what our truth is or how we're sharing our information with people around the world and our community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are all really good points. Yeah. Let's wait, let's go back to AI for a sec, because I was so surprised AI, you know, that was one of the biggest forecasts for Pluto and Aquarius. And actually, AI became really like a sensation during Pluto and Capricorn time. So it's almost like during that little pocket of Pluto and Aquarius was when, uh, you know, the developers were creating these AI tools. And then Pluto and Capricorn was when they started actually monetizing on it and capitalizing <laughs> on it and, you know, making it for the public to use, you know. Yeah. And so going back into Pluto and Aquarius, I, I wonder, or more, I hope that the inventions that are going on under you know under the radar beyond the radar i don't know what the phrase is are hopefully for betterment and for improvements yeah. and progress in a more positive light rather than on just like adding to the capitalistic roster me I'm, <laughs> listen my mindset's always like fuck the patriarchy and fuck the capitalist <laughs> mindset but but that is such yeah, interesting point since it's going to dip back into capricorn right around election time is it going to be like I all know. that development and then here we found a new and better way in order to have safe voting or something else i don't know yeah don't know. well like my fear is that during the entire campaign i mean as always you know politicians are always promising so much and they're promising exactly what people want to hear and you know hoping for a better future a brighter future a lot of progress and then my fear is that you know maybe we can convince people to be more progressive or you know more people are seeing a different light than you know is more conservative but then as pluto re-enters capricorn that actually it's too scary to take that risk and it's i'd rather just stick to what we know and what has always yeah. been set in stone and that kind of adds to the themes of mercury being retrograde in these fire signs and mars being retrograde in a fire sign too is how willing are you to take a risk you know and and in hopes that it's for the betterment of you know an individual as well as a group of people yeah my, my mind is going off in all different directions from this conversation <laughs> it's so good uh, <laughs> um so a few things that came up to my my mind was okay to take a step back um I liked Mimi that you said about with Jupiter and that trying to put a retrograde in terms of it's not just about the online space you know you can also go to like a, a bookstore or whatever uh, other places what came to my mind when you were saying that was with Saturn, Saturn passed that path, right? And that was more about restriction. But maybe Jupiter, now with the trying to Pluto, that could be more about like people wanting to get out into their communities, like open spaces, you know, to want to mm -hmm. like travel and, you know, um, be more with people in, in outer spaces in that way. Uh, so I think that could be a really, an interesting one. Um, and then also... Mars retrograde, I'm pretty sure, is going to oppose Pluto. Yeah. Pluto, yeah, well, because it's Venus, dipping back into and, Cancer. 
Yeah, so it's going to oppose the Pluto, Venus, and Ceres in Aquarius. So there'll be like that little cluster of planets in Aquarius mm. by the end of December. And um, so I do think there are a lot of these things. Like it could be where there's a kickoff. You know, there's there's just like a pushback. There's a kickoff. There's like people getting to that point of like taking back their power, you know, recognizing their personal power and mm. standing up for themselves in this way. Also, maybe it could even be like, um, you know, with Capricorn in terms of rules and regulations. So you're talking about the the dipping back into Capricorn. Uh, it could be some like shady business going on behind the scenes to do with like rules and regulations and what's law, what? this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think maybe it's like building up, you know, yeah, that final push. So Pluto will re-enter Aquarius November 19th for the next 20 years. There's just mm-hmm. no, it's the point of no return. You know, I think it's just going to get to that boiling point, you know, as Pluto does, you can't just like repress, repress, like Pluto, it's like a volcano, you know, that, mm-hmm. that the energy just builds and then it explodes. So it could get to a point where like, depending on maybe what happens um, around that time, um, it, it could go either way. But yeah, I just, I do see it as like major shifts to do with people's personal power, their individuality in this way, what they mm. will and will not tolerate. Oh, tolerate, Yes. Mm. making a mental note to use that word in the future thank you yeah no that's that's a good one Ooh. There, yeah there's so much to think about it's like when we when we even plan out what we're talking about for this episode and then the conversations that come up from it and then our brains are going a million different ways it's it's fascinating <laughs> Yeah, Lots of possibilities. I mean, we also in October, we have this grand water trine going on between Saturn, Mars and Venus, and it is somewhat short lived, but I think it's important enough to talk about anyway. So Mars will be in Cancer, Venus in Scorpio and Saturn in Pisces. Um, so Saturn is sort of the the leader of this grand water trine because he has been in Pisces for some time. We're sort of more comfortable with the Saturn energy and Mars being in its uh in its fall here, Venus being in its detriment here. We're really looking to Saturn and we're really trying to um make sure that we are implementing the boundaries that we've been meaning to be implementing or you know the boundary setting lessons that we've been learning, um, creating structures out of our more spiritual or uh or emotional practices as well. And making sure, again, with that Mars and Cancer, Mars and Cancer is so reactionary. So and, you know, we will be having a retrograde into some of the Cancer degrees as well. So and with the Mercury retrogrades and fire signs again, you know, this reactionary is such a theme throughout the entire year. So Saturn just grounding both Mars and Venus and making sure that they they see the whole picture with Saturn being in Pisces rather than you know, getting so fixated, you know, Venus and Scorpio getting so fixated on the one thing that they need to uh, take care of or Mars and Cancer flying off the handle. Saturn is giving some grounded energy in this water trine. I like that the water trine is coming in when it is though, because just as like a, like thinking about things elementally, how we had everything very earthy watery, and now we're moving into all of this air and fire coming into this year. And even air, fire and earth to me are, Mm -hmm. they're living much more, I don't want to say practical, but it's in the headspace. It's in the action. It's not in the feels, (laughs) you know, it is doing things because uh, it makes sense to do it because I had an idea to do it because I'm in motion to do it. And then it's this almost like this 
deep pause that's happening of does everything that I'm doing is everything feeling good what you know it just seems like it's a nice centering check-in as far as how everything's been going throughout the year and with all these lessons that we've you know their inner lessons that we've gone through with the retrogrades that that could be a nice opportunity to check in on an emotional level with all of the practical things that you've been doing all of the action that you actions that you've been taking and you know a reassessing of does this does this all feel right for me? Am I feeling aligned with everything that I've been doing? So kind of like that it's happening when it's happening. Yeah, it feels like a deep like reconstruction between ego and emotion, you know, with yeah. all the fire and then this water trying coming forward is because I think as the very positive notes of all the fire placements is yes, taking action, being inspired, um, you know, acting from a place of self and of confidence, but it also it's the year of ego deaths. And that's also a positive thing, but it's not particularly a fun positive thing as much as just like painting whenever you feel like it or singing and dancing and being creative in the way that fire signs need to be creative and move their energy around. Whereas here we have dealing with ego and removing the ego from the self in order to connect to a more collective energy that both Saturn and Neptune and Pisces want from us as well. And as well as Pluto and Aquarius wants us to connect to more collective energy. Yeah. And the, the, the Pluto and Aquarius sextile, I think will happen to the North node at one degree on the 31st of December. So like, Oh, wow. That like Aries Aquarius combo and that sort of, final because you're saying there about like going into water signs you know and then the north node will move into pisces january 2025 mm-hmm. so it does feel like very something quite potent about about our our emotional world in that way yeah mm-hmm. i do i i agree i agree with you in parts with that you know should be interesting because last year comes so coming into last year or well 2023 <laughs> coming into 2023 um for me personally it it just I felt like I had an idea of how things will go right uh with even I think Mercury was still was Mercury still retrograde coming into 2023 in Capricorn yeah Yeah. and then Mars Mm -hmm. was still retrograde so I had like an idea right and I was like oh these are the the ideas that I have and I want to implement them etc did not go did not go to that <laughs> but, but it's been a good way for me to focus refocus to recalibrate like to, to go back to the drawing board and think hmm how how can I rebuild again and and so then coming into 2024 I am feeling excited and I'm feeling inspired and I don't know I just have a feeling that Mm, things are just going to align a lot better <laughs> I just I just feel it um yeah. I could say that and then next year I'll be like you hold on to the hope <laughs> yeah, yeah. but but the astrology even says it right you know with like this Sagittarius energy more this yeah. like fire energy Capricorn stellium which is beautiful for me because I have a Capricorn stellium and I'll be going for my Venus return my Mars return all that good stuff but anyway mm. um but then coming in like you were saying there you know at the end of 2020 four into 2025 yeah it's like it's so crazy like the the energy shifts are just so intense and they're so different you know going to the water energy then and yeah that that should be interesting on a more of a collective level yeah 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 oh the collective level gotta love that it. is 
That is something that I do, I find so fascinating in, in looking at an overview like this, because we can go ahead and say, these are the, you know, some of the major transits, but we're all, we're all feeling it as a people, but then all of us as individuals are feeling this so, so personally and in a very personalized way. And we're all having completely different experiences at the same time that we're sharing collective experiences. And it's fascinating to see how, you know, the world has experienced the energies that it did in 2023. But then when we break it down on personal levels, the three of us experienced it on completely different levels, you know? And so mm -hmm. it's, it's just really, I'm I'm excited on a personal level for a lot of the you know energies that are coming up in 2024 but I also think that it's going to be it feels like it's going to be a a global shift just from that you know very earthy into airy watery into fiery it seems like we're definitely go we're having like Mimi said uh, you know towards the beginning of this that we're having all of those internal energies that were happening for the past year really starting to you know externalize through these air and fire signs and that on a personal level I'm comfortable with and excited for on a global level what's that going to look like, you know? I know. If this has been internalizing on a global <laughs> level, I don't want to see externalizing. <laughs> I will say also, I think a big theme for this year, just having like <laughs> talked out some of the water and the fire energies is awareness. Because I think both fire and water, what they do have in common is, is being on a spectrum of awareness. And I think fire signs have the freedom of not having to be aware of themselves you know like as an airy sun i wear what and leo rising i wear what i'm feeling on my face and i'm i'm not always aware that like i can't i can't control it right it just happens on instinct because fire is fast like that whereas water is much more about tuning in and being aware on a personal front but also on a very global front and i think you know talking about these outer planets making their shifts I'm I'm actually I still have to sit with this because I don't have an answer for myself but I I wonder how the public interacts with the public if it is on a subconscious level or on an ego level and I, I don't know I think it's kind of a blend of both Yeah it's hard to put your finger on it but maybe hopefully having a global kind of awareness or attempting yeah. to go that way and you know teaching people how to be more aware of their actions and aware of their emotions and aware of how their actions are you know driven by their emotions in a way especially during this october grand water trine and is even with these nodes with aries and libra and this playing mm. of this energy of me versus everybody else you know mm -hmm. and w when we have a larger awareness of ourselves when we are putting you know all this you know work and healing energy into that aries side of things when you have that personal awareness it just automatically comes with the territory of understanding others better because when you've gone through major healing and when you are learning things about your own inner world and how you function you start to just build an awareness of well if i'm going through something and not everybody might have been aware of it the people in my life must also be going through a lot that i'm not aware of and so that you know aries and libra axis hopefully with all of that healing energy happening in aries and all of that drive being pushed in the aries energy with that north node hopefully that will lead us to a more collective you know libra social interaction with other people with the 
hopefully with some freaking diplomacy thrown in there, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> through everything that's going on. But that awareness yeah. is such a great point. Yeah. What was coming to my mind, even uh, with that, the North Node in Aries too, just uh, maybe like a lot of people will be individualizing themselves as well, because mm. it's like, there's just, as you, I think you were kind of touching on it earlier, Sarah, in terms of like misinformation and there's just, there's just so much. And it almost feels like with the South Node and Libra too, a lot of it is just like, oh, you need to choose, you need to choose, you need to choose. And, um, and it just, it just, I think the North Node in Aries is an opportunity for us to kind of even to, to bring it back to the self a little bit and kind of go, right, okay, like, how do I find my bearings in this? And then with Saturn and Pisces at the same time, you know, a lot has been coming up. This is at least what I've noticed with Saturn and Pisces so far. Uh, of course, with Saturn being a part of, you were saying about that grand water trying, um, Mimi, but I think a lot of what I've been noticing is people being able to establish like healthier emotional boundaries. I've noticed this even, you know, with mm. my friends and stuff. Um, I think people are a lot more uh, accepting or understanding toward emotional boundaries and saying, hey, you know what? I'm just going to sit this one out because I just want to be able to relax for a little bit, yeah. you know? And, and there's not as much like pushback as you would have gotten maybe like years ago because there's more conversation. There's more open, like, um discussion about our emotional needs and there's greater mm -hmm. I think there's that greater deal of like empathy too and and that like we're all so busy and there's just there it does feel like there's just this pressure that seems to be intensifying and intensifying um so I think those healthier boundaries um have been useful but then also I, I think with Neptune equally in Pisces especially because we're kind of coming toward the end of Neptune being in Pisces and then with Saturn and, and Neptune entering Pisces 2025, then 2026 again. I think what's been coming up a lot is um this is just personally what I've been saying. I don't know if you if you would agree, but it's um exposing like frauds and cons and like scammers, swindlers, you know, people who claim to be like super spiritual and you know, spiritual gurus, but it's like, what are your credentials or like you know is there something a bit strange about that because there's this documentary I watched called twin I can't remember the first word but it's by twin flames and mm. it just gives it gives people within that that part that position you know who um talk about about more spiritual ideas it gives them a bad name you know what I mean mm -hmm. to kind of be put in the same like pool as the scammers and I think that Saturn and Pisces energy is a way to kind of really break that down and and to to be able to say hmm you know uh who are you at the end of the day like what are your credentials why you know are you praying on the vulnerable out. like are you praying on are you taking advantage of people this this type of stuff so yeah. I think there's greater like maturity maybe in that way maybe mm. we'll see more of that as well throughout uh 2024 as Saturn starts to move um through Pisces again because of course it went from like seven degrees Back, back to, to zero, zero degrees, so we're kind of like yeah. back to the beginning again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My eight degree Saturn in Pisces is like, stop messing with me and just do it already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I love that thought. I love that that point because it seems like the word that just kept coming up with you sharing that was compassion. There's some sort of compassion coming into play where it's being valued more in that, or I don't know, through 
hey, I'm going to miss out on this one. And it's like, I totally get it. I've been there and I've been overwhelmed before. So, yep. See you next time. Or yeah. with, you know, with this type of just getting blocked into, you know, the, the scammer energy. And it's like, you know, have you no compassion, you you know, with the, what are you doing? You're taking advantage of people that are in a vulnerable place. And when we're in that mm -hmm. vulnerable place is when we are seeking help for something. And so many of us go to spiritual practices when we are in a vulnerable place. And so it's almost like, you know, having that, that teacher being like, Hey, <laughs> show some, show some compassion. So it seems like that yeah. is an energy that's coming up, which I am here for it. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I, I really have been, you know, Saturn is always giving us lessons and it's like squaring my sun right now. And I definitely do feel, and it's, you know, ruling my moon and all the things, but I, I do feel that energetic boundaries has been so potent and, or that lesson has been very, uh, it's been a game changer. And I think that I, that's something that we are feeling collectively and on a very personal level. People like me, me with Saturn and Pisces, you're feeling it on a completely different level than I would be feeling it. But I, I really do, um, I have seen that. And I love that we are getting a little bit more of that softness with the Saturn lessons. Yeah. And the taking advantage of other people's vulnerabilities also on the flip side of us learning how not to be taken advantage of. I mean, it, it's showing us that people will for the sake of wanting mm. power. Right. Saturn is also quite power hungry. Um, and so to be able to take advantage or emotionally ma manipulate other people and and then to be able on the other side of that, like person A versus person B, if person A is the one who's emotionally manipulating, person B is the one who's saying, actually, I don't have the energy for that. And if it's not met with that compassion, then that's the lesson that person B is learning is how to assert their boundaries beyond, you know, when somebody doesn't like the boundary that you're setting as well. Because sometimes when you set an emotional boundary or physical or energetic, any sort of boundary, it's not always going to be met with. Like, yeah, okay, fine. I understand that. You know, I've been there too. Often when we set a boundary, it's typically with somebody who isn't comfortable respecting Absolutely. boundaries too. Great point. Yeah. Yeah. So and yeah, Saturn and Pisces lesson. is really, it's like, yeah. yes, learning about energetic boundaries, but also learning how to stick to your energetic boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Me to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I guess the to throw some dates for the end of the year the mm -hmm. retrograde that we talked about in sagittarius we have it from november 25th through december 15th and then that mars retrograde is from is on december 6th and we have that both of those happening in fire signs and then we have which there's going to be that overlap there for the end of december which is going to be interesting and last year's mars retrograde in gemini that that was just the best time ever for me because I have Mars retrograde in Gemini, but I'm really, I'm excited to see how this Mars retrograde in Leo happens because that seems like I mentioned before the end of this, you know, the, the third stage rather of this Leo energy that we've had since 2023 from Venus retrograde to Mercury retrograde of this year to this Mars retrograde and dipping back into cancer seems you know, there's something about that, that I don't, something about that seems a little bit like more reactionary, but at the same time, potentially healing. 
Yeah, the Mars retrograde in Leo, I mean, if we are carrying on with the narrative of Venus having gone retrograde in Leo and then Mercury in, in retrograde in Leo, you know, it could be continuing the conversation of how do I take up space and how do I express myself with confidence? And it dipping back into Cancer, I kind of love that actually because it's a reminder that you're doing it, you're taking up space and you're creating and you're being as you as possible. Um, because you deserve it, right? Cancer is being deserving of love and being deserving of space and being deserving of being held. And both of these rule children in some capacity, right? Leo is the inner child and literal children and Cancer is mothering and and nurturing and uh, unconditional love. So I think that this Mars retrograde in Leo dipping into Cancer could really help us embody some of that confidence and and self-love in a very active way because you know contrary to venus being so internal and so feminine and processing and within the self mars is outside of the self so i'm excited to see what sort of actions we were driven to take during this retrograde period or we're thinking about taking rather Oof. And that healing, I'm just thinking for any fellow Cancer Chirons out there like me with that, I've got like a late degree Cancer Chiron that that being the end of, you know, that Mars retrograde through this very like self-value, self-worth journey that can really hit that pocket of people in a potentially intense but very healing way as well. Yeah. The other thing I want to even add to that with Mars retrograde, in cancer coming into the new year um this is i think this is one i have struggled with the most out of everything um to try to articulate and maybe it's because it's gonna be a bit more complex and maybe you know maybe it's because like there's that so there will be the mars retrograde in leo then also with the trine to mercury retrograde in sagittarius so that to me just seems like really impulsive, like intense, fired up energy. And yes, it's a trine. So maybe it's a lot more like harmo- harmonious in this way, but maybe it's even a thing off. A lot of us will be um, diving into like, what is true? Like what is true for me? And I think that that, maybe that's where the Mars, so Mars retrograding cancer comes in. It's sort of, I think you were saying there, Mimi, about like that motherly quality. What what comes to my mind is like cradle, you know, a mother like cradling her child or like, you know, um, rocking her, soothing her, like that self, self-soothing self and, and that sort of like, it's going to be okay, you know, because I just think, that cancerian energy is so much about how it is that you can support yourself and and go within nurture yourself and maybe some of us coming out of 2024 and into 2025 we need to just remind ourselves that like we we you know we've got it we've got each other and maybe even like turning to the ones that we love the most because that's the thing with the opposition from mars retrograde and leo uh to so the opposition between mars retrograde and leo and then all the aquarius energy with venus and ceres and pluto that could just be like really confront confronting you know confronting about like parenting children protecting children as well like um and even like protecting the innocent um the safety of the young the, the safety of our family the safety of our livelihood like 
oh, Pluto and Aquarius is going to be very like shocking. Of, of course, like it's it's not only Pluto, but it's also this Aquarian energy. Um, so maybe this is going to be a time of like really trying to focus on who is in our our circle in this way like who you know keeping your loved ones safe maybe this is a thing coming in out of 2024 it's like lean lean on your support system lean on Mm -hmm. you know your family your loved ones remind them of how much you love you love them because I don't know my feeling on this it's just a feeling is like there's going to be something that's very very uncomfortable for many people and it's like they're going to need they're going to need to kind of um, just rely on others in some way or it's like oh my goodness like I, I can't believe that I, I took this relationship for granted or I just need to remind you that I care about you so much yeah. just yeah something about family that's going to be a big center point coming I, I appreciate that that perspective especially as this is during the holiday season too and and maybe even reiterating chosen family the people in your life that you've chosen to be you know your ride or dies leo is such ride or die friend energy and you know during the holidays when maybe energetic boundaries have come to play or you know leaning into that jupiter and gemini seeing that your friend group the close your close community your small circle your inner circle that you trust um that those are the people that you can lean on and that you can grow with that is such a good tying together of that that makes a lot of sense with the family but the chosen family with communities and mm-hmm. i mean aquarius being a, the humanitarian type of energy as well of playing in in a completely different way from cancer energy there is a overlap somehow of we all deserve to be loved as we are but cancer in a you know emotionally in an emotional space and aquarius in a you as you are and your unique quirky amazingness deserves it and so that kind of coming together it's aquarius and cancer energy is always fascinating but that that seems like the energy comes into play perfectly with what you said, Hannah. And I love what you brought Mimi with the reminder back to Gemini and the community that chosen family during the holidays. Love that. Yeah. So I'm going to throw in the eclipse dates for the year. Um, So on March 25th, we've got the lunar eclipse that's at five degrees of Libra. April 8th, we've got the solar eclipse at 19 degrees of Aries. And that's around the same time that we've got Jupiter gearing up to conjunct Uranus and we've got um, the North Node Chiron conjunction during that time and then again in the fall uh, we've got the lunar eclipse in Pisces on September 17th and that's at five degrees Pisces and then on October 2nd we've got the solar eclipse at 10 degrees of Libra and these are things that you know we discuss more at length during our transit and tangent episodes over on Patreon but just for anybody who wanted to know the more important full and new moons for the year those are the those are the eclipse seasons that we'll be experiencing so mostly in Aries and Libra uh, you know because the nodes are in Aries and Libra but we do have one of these eclipses over in Pisces our first eclipse with the moon in Pisces um, giving us a little flavor of maybe what the nodes when they do shift in 2025 into Virgo and Pisces just giving us a little bit of uh, a peek at what we're experiencing yeah Ooh. so there you have it that's 2024 so just that's in a nutshell, it. real um... quick guys <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's a it's a an episode jam-packed with information um so definitely one to come back to some more general things too like i really do feel like the cardinal signs are 
are getting it this year. Um, and the fixed, you know, obviously with Pluto and uh, being in Aquarius and then, you know, the Leo placements that we get with Mercury and Mars. But for the most part, it seems like cardinal placements are really, really experiencing some push out of the comfort zone and push to assert themselves. And then, yeah, we've got some some mutable placements in there, too, with, you know, the Pisces energy and Gemini energy as well. Yeah. And remembering lessons that you've learned in this past year and I guess, and, and the healing that has happened in this past year and applying it in new ways and experiencing it in new ways where, you know, those lessons, it's like, don't throw away your notebook from last semester, but, Mm -hmm. you know, see the, seeing it all from a new perspective and how you can bring that with the new energies that are coming to us in 2024. Yeah. Anything to add? I just think um, an overall theme (laughs) that Mm -hmm. I see (laughs) this year is just what in my mind is the whole thing. I like get excited about the future of ideas because I think um, what will be ushered in with Uranus in Gemini and then Pluto also entering Aquarius. I think a lot is going to shift and change. and, And I think it's about with the fire energy and that our energy it's um looking at what are those ideas that you have though and how can you bring them to life and how are you going to be a part of the future like what are you going to do this year that is going to help and shift and change the future to come yeah no Mm. pressure No, it's get excited Just about do it. Better, everyone. It's get excited <laughs> about doing better. Get excited. All of your actions are important <laughs> for the future of the world. It's so exciting. <laughs> it is. Uh, anyway, I feel like actually I do feel like with 2024, it seems more of a neutral energy. Whereas I think with 2023, I was I was excited. Like I felt like it, there were a lot of positive changes that were coming. And I think 2024 mm-hmm. is like a continuation of the changes that have been planted in 2023 um and then throwing in a couple more extra you know seeds to plant as well so it's they're easing us into a change i think especially with pluto having gone into aquarius dipped into aquarius a couple of times before fully committing Oof, yeah man i did think we were done with it i thought we were done with it i was about to like throw a freaking party that day and be like i'm done all my late degree capricorn we're done it's we're not done we're not done. Mm. I'll save that party for 2025. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, Hannah, thanks so much for joining us for this episode again. It's been Thank so you. lovely. You're so insightful. And I just love having your perspective on on anything. Yes. Thank you Thank so you. much for having me. I was really excited. Yeah, I feel like we dived into a lot today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Even comparing it to last year, so it's like woof, went into like loads of aspects and mm-hmm. loads of like dates and yeah. This, as you were saying, like there's a lot of information in this one. So yeah. yeah, and equally as much, like I also value your insights as well and your perspectives. It's it's great to team up again. And honestly, whenever I got the invite to come back on, I was like, yay. so So go make sure to check out hannah's youtube channel hannah's elsewhere and then also her patreon.com slash hannah's elsewhere and then go check out our patreon.com slash the stars made me do it as well so hannah why did we talk about 2024 because the stars made us do it
<laughs> Correct. <laughs> you got it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Question mark. 